Geekscapist, you demanded it, I'm getting it to you guys, the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice wrap-up special with Ian Kerner. I hope you guys know how spoiled you are, because last week you got the Daredevil Season 2 special, and uh, you all seem to love that. Now you're getting Batman v Superman, not even a week afterwards. Well, I think by the time I post this, exactly a week afterwards. But this movie, there's a ton to talk about, and as I was watching this movie with Ian... I'm thinking, damn, there's a lot to talk about. And if the week since has been any evidence, hell yes, there's been a lot to talk about. Uh, on top of this uh, podcast, there's also, uh, I went and was on, uh, was a guest on the Unpopular Kids, which is a show over there. I think it spawned out of like the Smosh guys. Um, and I was a guest over there. We talked uh, with Matt Robb in Jovenshire and Flitz about the dawn of justice and so there's an hour of my thoughts over there now i'm about to give you guys another hour of my thoughts with ian right here on geekscape so whoo uh we saw it i don't think we saw it twice no i know i didn't but we watched it and there's a lot to talk about some of it i loved some of it i said huh that's also in a movie with things that i loved Ian, I don't even know where to begin with this thing. You know what's really upsetting about this movie is I, I, I'm, I'm reacting to you saying some of it you loved. Is there anything that you love that doesn't have an asterisk? No. No, because, the, I mean, the inclusion in this movie is an asterisk. I mean, this movie is a bit of an asterisk. And, I, and I, we talked a little bit before the show, and I think we'll save it till later in the conversation, uh, with as much critical... Um, I don't even know what you want to say about this, but as much as critical attention that this movie has gotten, how does Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment course correct from here? Because this, the train has left the station, the announcements have been made, Justice League shoots in two weeks. How do you course correct from here? Because although the thing is making a ton of box office dollars, uh, it's obvious that the critics and the fans are, again, critical of this movie. Well, I mean, look, first of all, you course correct by getting rid of Snyder. You know, contracted to do Justice League one and two. Yes, but it's probably too late. It's probably too late on on the first part. Yeah, the second part you could phase him out. He'll still be involved. These aren't movies that you're shooting at the same time. I don't. I didn't see the schedule, but I I, I, I don't. I don't think you know. Even if I mean, again, it's too early on the first part. I don't think it's a full shoot like it's not not shooting six months straight or whatever. Is there oversight Um, given to Snyder on Justice League at this point? Knowing that you can't stop the movie, he's going to start shooting. Uh, Is there oversight? I, I think there has to be. I think there should be. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's been... Well, there's, I shouldn't say obviously. There's a lot of conversation about what that three-hour cut is. Of this film. Of this that film. Super- you know? I heard um, there was a six-hour cut. Yes, I've heard that also. Um, it's interesting because I want to see the three-hour cut. Um, when, I, when, when we talk about blaming Snyder, there's some stuff that he just did that's full-on just bad. And there's aspects of this movie that... I blame Snyder mostly for things about like how the movie flows, you know, things that are missing that you know it just doesn't progress well. I might tick you off, or you might think I'm crazy, but I kind of want to see the six-hour version. I've had two friends. I, I would watch it. You know, we went to WonderCon this weekend, and I had conversations with friends. One of which uh, the, they said, "Hey, uh, I think this movie needed a longer running time to deal with. I guess like just how." Oblique the plot was in yeah. its well. In, the, in its the, the first two thirds of the movie play like it's just a hodgepodge of stuff. Right. Here's something with that. It's like, like from the get go, I went, "Oh, Batman v Superman." That's how you're going to start Batman. I was like, "That's kind of a problem." Right. 
like, I understand they've been on multiple Batman movies and all that, but they're forcing their universe too quickly. And you and I have talked about this before. This idea that you know Marvel developed it and everyone had their single movies and then they did yeah. it. And DC's kind of going, shit, we got to catch up to Marvel. Let's just do it and then we'll figure it out you know, later. And, and, and that's it's apparent. Well, the other argument I have uh, about this is goes back to that first two-thirds of the movie in just how overcomplicated it is. Uh, there's a 90-minute version of this movie that I think is pretty good. Okay. Where uh, the plot line, which is basically in guys. There are going to be spoilers all over this podcast. Sorry I didn't tell you that, but you should have known because that's what the Ian Kerner specials are for. Right. It's a recap. Every piece of it. Um, I think the overcomplication of the first two-thirds of this movie, uh, at, the, at its core, this is still a movie where Lex tricks Superman and Batman into fighting each other. And when so it is let, simplified, let, let, I think let, this let me say this. I actually think that one of the things that slightly redeemed the movie for me was that Lex manipulated them into fighting. Yeah. The idea that they were fighting on their own and going all that, I didn't like it. Even though Bruce had that motivation of having seen like Wayne Enterprises destroyed and realizing that like firsthand, front row seats, this is a god among men. We can't and, stop him. He, he's too powerful. And it's interesting. I don't actually like, you know, you take it apart. The idea that Batman can be manipulated right. by Lex bothers me. But I still like that he was manipulated by Lex. Mm-hmm. You know, that was put it. Now, I'll tell you, one, one of the holes is the fact, oh, Lex just knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Now, my general feeling is they're playing this real world thing people would know. And yet there's an idea here that he's been Batman for 20 years. Yeah. And somehow people don't know, but Lex just happens to know. Well, it's a pretty matter of fact. Lex just knows. Well, there is the, there's a few issues. Uh, one of which is he's the bat of Gotham, and now he's getting coverage after having existed for 20 years. Uh, at no point did Perry White say to Clark as he's putting the kibosh on the one actual uh, goal that Clark slash Superman has in the movie, because he's a really passive character this entire movie. He actually doesn't do a whole lot in this movie uh, actively. And oh, you you mean like when he's at at, at the the Senate hearing yeah. and, and the Capitol gets blown up yeah. and he's just standing there he's and goes, there. yeah, maybe I should have been paying attention. So Clark uh, has like one goal in the movie and he's like wants to write this piece on the Bat of Gotham. Right. At no point does Perry say he's been around twenty years. We've done the story before. Right. Sorry, small. Well, 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 it seemed like the idea is that ever since, and again, that's like hasn't it been a year and a half? But he's upped his game now. He's branding. People, so it's, he's much worse than yeah. he used to be. Yeah, there's some sadistic. But, but let's 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 actually talk about the branding. There's some sadistic parts of this. So, movie. Explain yeah. something to me. So they say that he's branding people, and then they get arrested, and then the brand is a mark in prison. It makes people if, if they see with the brand, the other prisoners kill you. Sure. Does that make any sense? No, it means that Batman kills people. Well, b- before I go there, because <laughs> he kills a lot more people beyond pe- that. People are angry in prison. That the Batman caught them and branded them, so they're going to kill him. They're not working for Batman. Shouldn't it be like, oh God, I feel for you. Batman beat you up. Yeah, Batman not, beat oh, I want to kill you because he he hit you. Yeah. Why? Why? What's the motivation <laughs> of that? It's not like the brand is like, oh, they were a stoolie for Batman. Right. Then I'd understand it. Right. No, these are people that Batman beat up. Shouldn't they be like fucking heroes? <laughs> right. Like they're the toughest of the tough. Yeah, like they they survived Batman because let's be honest, most people don't survive him. <laughs> no, he's he, killing people left and right. He kills a ton of people in this movie. He runs them over the Batmobile. <laughs> he I mean, literally. Up. I mean, the best. He fucking he tries to run Superman over. Right. Well, 
I, I feel like he was craning around that corner and Superman was just standing there and he tried to maybe avoid it at best. Did he? Did he really know. try to avoid him? He didn't try to avoid anyone else. I mean, yeah. he's blowing people he's up throughout the scene before that. And the best is, after that, he just killed all these people in this chase. Superman stands there, makes him have a car accident, wrecks his car. He gets out, doesn't try to arrest him anything. He just goes, hey man, you just killed all these people, but just so we're clear, don't do it again. <laughs> Uh, so people, if you do it again, we're going to have a problem. So one of the positives people are taking from this movie is the Batman, Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne stuff. Are Love you, are, Ben Affleck. Well, are you saying that this is as flawed as the depiction of Superman, which is also already flawed coming out of Man of Steel? Well, well I'm saying that, that yes, they, they've already they, they've started the Batman, right. you know, this new Batman franchise with, with, with a gaping problem. Yeah. And it's very much that same problem with Man of Steel as Batman's killing people left and right. And I think the only justification is that he turns to Alfred and goes, well, you know, Alfred, we're criminals. Right. You know? By the way, we'll do this 20 years. We never decided to discuss this. But guess what? We're not the good guys. Mm-hmm. Which, um, no. Batman is okay. Comic book Batman is okay with acting outside the law. So, yes, technically, sure. he's a criminal. But he's not but a he's murderer. But he's not a murderer. Superman does it when it's the, all, the final... Well, well, well let, me, let me say something. Because... You know, people that are really up on this stuff will argue that in his first appearance, Batman used a gun and sure. a dead kill. Sure. But that's not the Batman we know. That's not the Batman that's the great it's hero. It's not the Batman the... we deserve either. No. Well, I guess that's the argument, isn't it? <laughs> Zack Snyder would say that in the world we live in today, vigilantes would kill. And that's just what would happen. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, and, you know, there's obviously there's already a lot of commentary out there. And one of the... Um, Reviews I'd read talked about how, all right, clearly Zack Snyder was taking a task of Man of Steel with all the indiscriminate violence and all, all the deaths uh, that Superman, you know, causes. Um, and here, there's an attempt to avoid it. It's not completely successful, but I, I, what stuck with me in one of the reviews is the idea, but, but it's sort of like he's doing it, you know, under protest. Mm-hmm. Like... All right, I'm not going to show him killing a lot of people, but I actually think he should be, you know. And I'm going to so, re- reshow you guys the the so exactly. of Metropolis. So yeah. so he gets to, he throws that back in and go like, yeah, see that? Remember that? You guys said I can't do this again, but fuck you, I'm just going to show it to you again. So I'm going to show it. Actually, it was worse than you thought. Yeah, we're actually going to see a shot of a guy on the phone with Bruce Wayne praying to God <laughs> as he gets he, he dis- disintegrated by heat vision. <laughs> well, no, 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 wait, wait. In Snyder's defense. Jack's an idiot. Jack's, Jack's guy, absolutely an idiot. Jack's the guy who waits for the, yes. waits for the terraforming weapon to be five blocks away before he thinks about evacuating the building. And no, and he's he has to get moron. a phone call from his boss before it even occurs to him. What an idiot. I, I, just, I, I don't even know what to say. I was like, seriously? It was, like, it was, it was one of the stupidest things I, ever. I think the, the, the hiring practices at Wayne Enterprises yeah, is it, pretty loose. The, I mean, they hired that guy? Definitely, he's a moron. Definitely, How yeah, did he yeah, get the job? Yeah, I mean. And just, he was the boss. You would think definitely. He was the number one guy in that building that he called. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely problematic. Um, it continues, though. We have. Uh, so, wait, wait. So, so talk, talking oh, about please. Superman and killing. Now, I'll tell you, visually, I really like the scene where, you know, the terrorist has Lois by the throat and her hands around his arm, and Superman gets there and she looks at him and she takes her hands off. Boom. Yeah. You know, the guy can't do anything. But I'm sorry, just for this record, there's no fucking way that guy's not dead. Oh, no, he's dead. He's dead. Definitely. Like, he's, he's oatmeal. And what, what troubled me was that the other Senate hearings, 
about what went on in Afghanistan. When I, went, or when I saw the trailer, I thought that the Senate hearings were based on the destruction of Metropolis. Same here. Which would have made sense. Now knowing that these Senate hearings are based on this terrorist activity. This, because, this because and let's follow this. Because apparently the fact that Superman went in and Rest got involved yeah. in this international incident led there to be these soldiers then supposedly went back and killed civilians. Which and that's the reason see. why. Yeah, you know Which, what? If it didn't happen on screen, we'd, it's, we're just not that Well, wait, wait. No, well, actually, we did see it because that's just it. The people that oh, killed them were the people working for Lex. For Lex who, but, but, yeah. but first, let's back the up a second. People. Let's back up a second. This wouldn't be Senate hearings. It would be, it would be fucking United Nations. Yeah. That's first of all. Yeah. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. And you know what? The Senate, okay. was, you guys were just going to send a drone strike in there anyway. So what are you guys complaining about? That also. But, but more to the point, let's actually break that scene down. Does it make any sense at all that Lex was doing that because his big plan was to make Superman look bad? So here's something I thought about I thought it in the was, movie. I thought it was testing the waters that if you had Lois, if the equation that Lex was trying to figure out was Lois in danger, Superman. I didn't think you were trying to... to, now, to, I know, to uh, now, now, now I, I don't agree. To, now I know how to, how to catch I Superman. I think he supposedly already knew that, but he could, only could have known that because he watched the old shows and movies, you know? But again, I think that was supposed to be a given but that that's what he's going to come for her. He's testing the water As if later. everyone knows. That's what I'm saying. He's testing the water so later when he pushes her off the building, he knows that Superman will come. Does that make sense? I, it does. I understand it. I, that's an interesting argument. It's, I think it's a convoluted way to do it. Oh, hello. You the know? first two-thirds of this movie right, is well, a convoluted well, well, way to more do the, it. Well, says, I want to discuss Luther because in the first two-thirds of the movie, I was going like, oh my God, he's so two-dimensional. Like the motivation. Here's this guy who's... In a geek way, supposedly, they, they presented a character that's supposed to be geek charismatic, even though he was just creepy. You know, he was Edward Nigma, is what he was. He was very Edward Nigma, but but it was a, it was a very Google kind of workspace mm-hmm. kind of thing that they were going with, trying to make it very modern. But what's his motivation against Superman? Why the guy has money, has everything else? Yes, he's working with the government, but I didn't really have a sense that, like as we've seen in other versions in the comics, in you know, in in, in in other, like, like you know, in Lois and Clark, and to some extent Smallville, but like this, so it's not the whole, oh my God, you got to kill the alien, or the alien's taking my press, which right. was very prevalent in the more recent versions, you know, um, of, of comic books. And you also, um, have, do you know I'm what I mean? Sorry. It yeah, wasn't but, that. But you also so have where's to the motivation? In, you also have to factor in that on some level, uh, Lex knows something about the coming of Darkseid. Well, this is, this is and, what I wanted and, and to discuss with this you. Stuff, and then he's, the, wait, hold the, on. He's putting the files together to gather the Justice League. Why would he have an investment in removing Superman from the well, board? Well, well, this, so, this, so this, this is my thought, okay? And this is what I want to talk to you about because here's the debate in my own mind. Talk to us about the Geese Yes, yes. So, so here's the debate that I haven't decided yet the answer to this. Sure. If it's, it's not really in the movie. So the first two-thirds I'm watching this, this is two-dimensional. Actually, beyond two-thirds. It's not till the end of the movie when Lex makes the statement about Darkseid, which it's not clear. It's only clear to those of us sure. who really know the comic. But it's also clear he's that, he, he, that he took these files. Yeah, yeah. And he's well, assembling well, well, something. Well, wait, wait, wait. There's an argument. Some people are arguing, is he talking about Darkseid or Brainiac? But I think because of the apocalypse imagery we already have, we already know where Justice League is going, he's talking about Darkseid. So the question in my mind immediately was, did he know Darkseid was coming all along? Is he a minion of Darkseid? You know, sort of like there's a character in the comics, you know, Mannheim, right? Mm-hmm. And Mannheim runs Intergang, and he's a minion of Darkseid. And there's a whole thing in the comics for years that Intergang, was, it's like the mafia in, in Metropolis, but sure. they have weapons from Apocalypse. Sure. So they can actually maybe even affect Superman, like you know, really use strong sci-fi weapons. And so instantly for me, I thought to myself, okay, 
and this is big, this is arguably a stretch, but if Lex knows about Darkseid all along, then his whole ploy to go after Superman is because he's a minion of Darkseid. And it's not only about killing him, it's actually more, because what I think that leads to, if that's what we're supposed to take away from it, is the nightmare sequence that Batman has. This is so... It's is, already confusing, because yeah, yeah. Batman has dreams I'm that are his this, real though. dreams. This is new. I've never okay. heard this theory, and I've talked to a lot of people about this. So, so, we are, so it's confusing, but then he has a dream in which he's in the desert, and he's fighting pretty much a war against Superman. And that's called the and nightmare sequence with a K. It's called the nightmare with a K, exactly. Right. And in the sequence, we actually see parademons. So the, the monsters that you see in that are right out of the comic with the parademons that are Apocalypse's cool. minions. They look great. They look great. And you actually see an Omega sign, which is a sign of Darkseid. That's great. And then Superman lands, and he's killing all these people, okay? And he seemingly kills Batman. And then all of a sudden, it morphs into this thing of, you see the Flash seemingly out of a boom tube giving Bruce this warning and saying, oh, Lois is the key and all that. Yeah, now, you were so- right about him. Now, you were right about him being Superman and Lois is the key? What, what's your theory on that thing? Well, well, that's just it. So hear me out on this oh, because well. my whole feeling is the whole sequence, not just the Flash thing, but all of it is a vision Batman's getting of either the future or a possible future. Sure. Okay? And my feeling is that if Lex was directed by Darkseid one way or another to kill Superman, it's because Darkseid's now going to resurrect him, and in the process of resurrecting him, he's going to make him his minion. And that's what that sequence is. There's that, and there's also the theory that we posted on the website that Jake Lopez wrote up, that um, if Lois is somehow killed, Superman will go back. Yes, and, and that's the injustice, yeah, the injustice theory. theory. And, there's, uh, and, and, and I like that, too. And, and it makes me think that Justice League I'll tell you why one, I don't like that. Well, it makes me think that Justice League Part 1 is the Justice League without Superman having problems yeah. with, uh, with Apocalypse. And then Part 2 is Justice League 2 is them resurrecting Superman and, and joining forces. And maybe, maybe. The Justice but, League but, but I'll tell you what I don't like about the Injustice okay. Theory. Okay. Because then I love the Injustice. I love the story. And, you know, sure. it's all about... But, but that doesn't drive Superman to be bad, which, look... He's a minion of Darkseid in that vision. Mm-hmm. He is a minion of Darkseid. There's no other interpretation of that vision. This isn't Superman bad. He's literally working for Darkseid. He's indiscriminately killing people, and he's working with parademons. Sure. Okay? That's more than just how Lois got killed. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Lois gets killed, and he decides he has to take a harder edge. Do you know what Lois getting killed made Superman do in, in Injustice? Kill the Joker. Pretty much act like he did in Man of Steel. Yeah. Only go a little further with yeah. actually taking over and controlling things. Sure. But killing people left and right, which Superman doesn't do. Not killing good guys. Right. You know? Um, I mean, as Injustice went on, it went a little further. But sure. m- my point being that I don't see that. I see a minion of Darkseid. And I f- my feeling is it would make sense to me that one way or another, Lex is looking to kill him. Whether it be Batman does it or Doomsday does it, I feel he's been directed to, kill to do that. And then, he, um, then Superman gets resurrected by Darkseid in the pits. And, and, and then, then perhaps the resurrection process can make him a minion. And, then, and if, if Darkseid had that as a plan, sure. that makes that make a little sense to me. Now, here's so, my, so maybe Lois is the key to getting him back in, in Justice League Part 2? That's what I think. And then all of a sudden now we have our Justice League and we go kick some ass. Okay. I, I, I think something like that. So, I also I think like that, that Lois is the key because it's about Luther <clears throat> and what Lois knows. What Lois has been piecing together. Well, that's... That, can we talk about that storyline? Because that storyline was well, one of the, kind of dumb. So it, wait, it was wait, one of the least wait, wait. Uh, satisfying. St- to st- I'm going to segue into that because part of that, though, is the fact that 
all right, so you have this whole thing in the desert with Luther's minions kill everybody to make Superman look bad, I guess. But then they use the bullets. The Afghanistan storyline. But not, yeah, not, the, yeah. not the nightmare sequence. Yeah, yes. yeah. But, but they use bullets that are special bullets that only, you know, made that are by traced, Luther. traced easily yeah, to Luther. Yeah, it, right. it's, it's, it's kind of dumb. And, and literally all I could think is, and someone said, oh, am I grasping here? But as I mentioned a few minutes ago, that, you know, in the comics, there's this intergang thing and apocalypse weaponry. I was like, I wondered myself, was this a plot line that the, at some point they were going with about, like, you know, the special weaponry? And did it get lost somewhere? And this is a leftover from a draft like that? Mm-hmm. You know? Or I maybe mean, clearly they, the or, you know, they're just looking for a reason to give, give Lois something to do. Right. You know? Um, I, I really think this movie, way too much of this movie is just set up. My favorite, you know? my favorite is that Lois recognizes him from Afghanistan because he's got the tattoo, that one... I'm right. just going to call him inner gang guy. Uh, and then she's coming... No, it's KG Beast. Oh, KG Beast. Sure. So, so she recognizes KG Beast. He's, she's coming down... Uh, she's closing up at work. She's coming down the escalator. She, she stu- so and she goes, don't I recognize you? If you recognize him Get from when fu- you were yeah. kidnapped in Afghanistan, right, right. you don't approach him. No. Like she goes, wait, do I recognize you? I was like, yeah, yeah, for all the wrong reasons. I got an idea. Let's what start a conversation. Yeah, let's what? start a conversation with the guy. Hey, I know did, you. Did You're we, the guy that almost killed me. Did we go to college together? <laughs> right. Totally stupid. So, so you know, I, I, I have a well, that was him in the credits, KG Beast. That's it's Anatoly. The, he, sure, he, sure. Yeah, he, I, I didn't. Yeah, again, yeah, no, yeah, you're you're more versed than I. That's um, great. So. The whole thing about Luther doing that and setting him up that way, I mean, is it, again, I go to this place in my brain, I'm like, I feel like there's, there's a plan here about making him look bad, pushing him to a right. place emotionally, then killing him that only makes sense to me if that's part of Darkseid's plan. Now, right. here's my question, though, because my question is, what I'm not clear I like on, well, mm-hmm. and I like it too, but the other interpretation is they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And he doesn't learn about Darkseid until he uses the technology to create of Krypton. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. remember, he gets access to the computer mm-hmm. that is like, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. So did he, maybe that's where he learned about Darkseid. And that might have been cut out. And if that's where he learned about Darkseid, then unfortunately, the whole thing about it being Darkseid's plan falls apart. Right. And it might be, that might be that. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you think it's there, or did he already know as a minion? Um... I like the minion theory a lot. Well, it just—it's it, a lot to bury it, it, into this first film. But a, but, but but it, it makes but it, up for a lot of what's wrong with the movie. And otherwise. it also semi justifies the uh, almost—it felt like shoehorning of the Justice League plot line yes. into this film. Because anytime this movie had a bit of but, an but, engine but, to but, it, but all if of he's a, sudden, a minion, then right. he's looking then for everyone that could that could fight them. Right. Then it's the entire thing. Um, wow, there's so much. Uh, to t- there's a lot to talk about. Um, maybe my favorite Lex scene was one in which Lex uh, is, turns to that, you never see him again, that government guy, and says, I want two things. I want access to the Kryptonian body, right. and I want access to the Kryptonian ship. And as soon as he said those things, I turn to Laura and I go, in exchange for right. nothing. Not blowing him up. The only thing that guy got was a Jolly Rancher. Right. I feel like there's a deleted scene after the credits where that guy's like on the best island. We're like totally set right? up and, and yeah. it's like paid for by LexCorp. And he's like, thanks. Because no. that wasn't satisfied at no, all. Because you know what's missing? Because it's like, it's like an all-star Superman when they come yeah. to him. You know, it's like, it's almost like, hey, guess what? Well, there are versions of this kind of idea 
out there in mm-hmm. comics, mm-hmm. in movies and television shows. So we'll just suggest the idea and that's good enough. Sure. Again, this is what I'm saying is wrong with the movie. It's like the movie on its own doesn't really stand. Even the ideas I'm throwing out there are only because I have the knowledge I do can I even remotely grasp any yeah. of that. Yeah, and you're like and, it's and, not and, on screen, it's just maybe suggested. You're doing fifty percent of the work here. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of work here. Um one piece of here's a piece of math for you. Uh, and the scene that I did not need to see was Superman having sex with Lois in the bathtub. Like I feel like that's, no one needs to I see feel that. well, I just feel like that's not you know I'm all for sex, but uh, this movie made a huge amount of money over the weekend. I feel like it would have made more if it, you, the stuff in it would have been kid friendly. I feel like if kids would have been able to go. Oh to this movie, come on, dude! That, that's the least of what's not kid friendly in the movie. Right, but but what I'm saying is uh, just on a character level. I don't think the Kents raised someone who's just going to collide. Like, within 10 minutes of a movie, Superman's having sex. And here's an even bigger problem with Superman having sex with Lois so early in the movie. We learn later on, and this is just math, guys, human plus Kryptonian DNA equals doomsday. So nine months later, Lois is going to have herself a little doomsday. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, I don't agree with that assessment. They're going to have a doomsday, baby, uh, Ian. Uh, it's I, fact. I, I, I think the idea there, and it, it was, it was, it was a nod to Bizarro in the comics. Sure. You know, but although even that, it's silly. But it's just the idea. He Lex was creating a monster and sure. just threw a little of his DNA in as part of the creating the monster thing. No, nope. making a doomsday. But, I'm kidding. No, no, he was I know. making a doomsday. But that was the plan. But he just. But threw Lois a little, is going to have a doomsday. Baby. I mean, to be perfectly honest, the whole Lex throwing his DNA in doesn't even mean anything because what is it really adding to it? I have some problems you know? with, with with Lex's immediate ownership of that ship because he fakes himself as Zod with the fingerprints. You would think that then, the ship's a little smarter than that, right? Well, yeah, because then it immediately recognizes him as Lex and lets him do whatever he wants. The, the deleted scene, I think, that may have been shot was, uh, "I'm Zod." The ship recognizes me as Zod. Turn over. Ownership of the ship to Lex Luthor, and then from there on, we're good. But I agree. I, that would make My sense. favorite scene on the ship was Superman saving Lex when it's Doomsday immediately is birth and attacks Lex, mm-hmm. and Superman stops him. I thought that was cool. And, I, and yeah, and, and, and now you can't call that a scene; it's a moment. I know, but but now, geek escapist, uh, you actually have proof that Superman saves people. And that's it. <laughs> well, and also also the Jesus thing, you know. Uh, well, after, after the, the South flight. America thing is one thing, but. I never actually saw him save anybody from that flood. Yeah, he and, just, and, he just and, floated there. And, and here's the thing with the montage. Did, it, 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 it kind of reminded me of like the old Super Dickery. You know, you yeah. know that, that thing. It's like, hey, you guys are like really in deep shit there. I'm just going to float here and look at you. I think the, the movie talks, <laughs> the movie mentions Superman saving a cat, like saving cats from a tree. This character would have been helped immensely from that. And this is a character who, I, I'm all for the journey of finding himself. I'm all for a Superman who has doubts. I'm all for that ponderous Superman. But I'm not for a non-active Superman. And when Superman actually goes for questions, we really miss the Fortress of Solitude. Instead, we get this Rocky IV up a mountain sequence where he goes and talks to his father. What the... F- I mean... I don't know. F- I mean, that's that's a Fortress of Solitude scene where he goes yes. and talks to Jor-El. I agree. I, I have zero they, they idea what it. was going on. I guess Super LSD. He's talking to his dead father. He had a spirit journey. I don't know what the hell was going on there. But uh, and once again, we really needed that Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, yeah. To and by the way, and once again, we get the, uh, you know, the, just like in, in Man of Steel, the, you know, this time a bit from his father, but then from his mother, it's pretty much, you know what? Fuck everybody. Do what you want. You know, be I, the man you want I, to be. I, I, I laughed, and, you know, and I, I, our friend Justin and I were talking about this, and we said how, you know what? With all these people critical of me, my mother would be saying, hey, fuck all those people. They right. don't deserve you. And Justin said, yeah, my mother would too. But not Martha Kent. No. 
You know, that's Martin not Kent that's not how he was raised. It's, it's like no, you you you're you're better than everyone else, and you're not doing this for the glad handing. You're, you're doing this because people. you have you have a a yeah. bigger role. So we were talking, we were talking about uh, kind of how circuitous and unclear Lex's uh, motivation was. In his, if his motivation was to make Superman look bad, he did not succeed in the blowing up of the Senate building because everybody yeah. immediately blamed it on Lex and blamed it on a, an explosion. Well, they and, didn't blame it on Lex. That's also the other problem. It was in Lex's. It was in the wheelchair, wheelchair. that Lex gave the guard, right. but no one actually pointed it out. Well, they did say that. The, the, here's they the, said it was the wheelchair. No one figured yeah. out that it came from Luther and, or any and, of that. And here's the thing: they definitely did not blame it on Superman. Which I That's thought, true. When, when, when the explosion was going to happen, we knew the explosion was going to happen. We saw the pee, we saw the wheelchair, we put it all together as an audience. You kind of thought it was like, oh, we like, he oh. went there and now people died. We're like, oh, he's going to blame Superman. We all thought he's going to blame Superman. Yeah. Nobody blames Superman. It didn't really play it that way. It just felt unmotivated at well, and, and Which again brings me back to the, it's, a, it's manipulating him emotionally. Right. It's taking him to a place I think that's fine. to make him susceptible. But, it, but I think the movie gets stronger if you, if you manipulate him both emotionally and physically. Agreed if you really it. put him in a corner. And this and, movie did right, not so, put him in a corner. So, 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 he, so wait, here's wait. a question I have for so you. So when he kidnaps Ma Kent, why does he not just shoot his arms off? Why didn't he just say, be like, you know what, I'm actually going to do Lex? Because you can't... Here's the problem with making a Superman that kills in Man of Steel mm-hmm. and making a Superman that is on the, in that level. Uh, I think the, the good Superman who does not kill, unless you're Zod, and there's no choice, uh, I like that, that, that choice, mm-hmm. um, a Superman who will use killing as his last resort wouldn't kill Lex if Lex blackmails and gives him the rapey pictures of Ma Kent. The mm-hmm. rapey pictures of Ma Kent, I didn't need to see. But he's got Ma Kent. He says, you're going to fight the bat in 30 minutes. He's, he's going to be dead or, or you're never going to see Ma Kent again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that blackmail doesn't work on the Superman that has been established in this DC universe. The Superman that's been established in this DC universe picks Lex up and says, no, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to fly you around the city as fast as possible until we find my mom and every 30 seconds I'm removing a body part. Like, you can't blackmail that Superman. He's too... He, he doesn't, he's too mean. Yeah. He, he's not wholesome. He's not going to go for he's that. He's not going to go for that. And the fact yeah. that you were able to actually Oh, I'm just going to go and guy, do what you want. You know, now like, you're just going to troll me? No. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a, it's he's a, not going to do that. He's so really the like, problem is really, that's what you're going to do. He, 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 like, pull a finger off. Yeah, the, the problem is in the establishment of that character from Man of Steel. It's like, uh oh, you guys put him in. A, you guys, you guys yeah. wrote him into this, and that scene, that scene does not work because right. of the character you created. Yeah, but, oh, all of you, I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, this is what's actually going to happen. You're not getting on the helicopter because oh, helicopter exploded. You're next. Show me where my fucking mom is. Right. You know, and if Batman can just call Alfred and find the warehouse, you think Superman and his X-ray vision uh, I, zipping around the city can't find it, and within. Five seconds? I'll give, you, I'll give you one better. After he saves Lois, there's way too much conversation. Mm-hmm. Like oh, this, he lays her down, yeah. Yeah, th- this Superman, Lex Luthor should have been dead long before he had a chance to even mention anything about his mother. Right. Should have already been dead. Right. In this, in what we've seen before. Well, while we have amazing heroes, uh, I do like the plot point where Doomsday lands on a, and they said it many times, they said it at least twice, he's on Stryker's Island, it's completely evacuated, and Batman goes... The spear's the key to killing him. I'm going to lead him to Gotham. <laughs> when everyone in the theater is thinking, oh, you're going to go get the spear and come back with it. Right. <laughs> nope, I'm going to lead him to po- populated Gotham. Well, fuck Gotham. Not a nice yeah. place. Yeah, Batman hates Gotham is yeah. what I'm thinking from this yeah. movie. I was like, well, he actually well, hates- Gotham's a shithole. He actually hates Gotham. Yeah. Why w- he's, he's just there to beat people up. 
He doesn't actually want to save the city. He wants it to be a cesspool so that he can keep. Doom, he can be Doom saves what Gotham deserves. <clears throat> Doom saves exactly what Gotham deserves. Second question: He sa- he saves Ma Kent. It's probably the fourth question. He saves Ma Kent, right, in the warehouse. Well, we have a lot to talk about wait, wait, that. But does he leave her in the warehouse or does he put her in the Batwing? Because both situations suck. He leaves yes. her. He leaves her in the warehouse with a bunch of crippled thugs, or puts her in the Batwing. Never has a scene of dropping her off, and yeah. during the entire Doomsday fight, she's trying to get her like her her belt buckle off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just wanted to during the Doomsday fight, I wanted to cut to the Batwing, which was crashed, and be like, "I'm just trying to get my way, belt buckle off." By the way, I'm pretty sure she's okay if you left her in the warehouse because those guys are more than crippled. Most of them are dead. <laughs> okay, but, but let's back up one a of, second. One of them starts to wake up, and she's back up with a second. Explain something to me. I can't. So, I so, cannot. So but I'll try. So wait. So. <clears throat> So Luther sends Superman to fight Batman, thinking he's going to get killed. At the same time, he activates Doomsday. Just if Batman had Just killed Superman, what would have happened? Fucked. City of fucked. So, so all I have, again... If that was Darkseid telling him to do it, maybe it's okay if Doomsday just wrecks the fucking planet because that's good enough for Apocalypse. Right. Do you think uh, Lex, at the end of the movie when he goes to jail, did Lex go to, to jail for the bullet scenario? Did he go to jail for Doomsday scenario? What did they pin on Lex? It's a really good question. Because I don't think I don't really think they big. planned the I don't think they managed to pin the bullet or, or, or what about the capital? Right. You know, not clear. What is clear is that you're not allowed to have hair in that jail. No, no, which is not what they do in jail. Yeah. I, I really wanted the frying of Lex's hair to come during the birth of Doomsday. Yeah. Like you have all this electricity going on. That would have been crazy great. shit. This creature is birthed and all of a sudden this energy is unleashed. See, from the get-go, I was hoping it, it was going to be a wig him. like in, uh, you yeah, know, the, in the Gene Hackman, The yeah. Gene Hackman one, yeah. No, I think frying Lex's hair in the birth of Doomsday would have been, been great. kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just, it's just it's these little miss. And actually, what it should have been is while he's doing it, Superman should have blown you know some flames or something out, and it should have lit his hair on fire, and should have blamed him because that's the actual origin in right. the classic comics of Superboy. Well, um, I'm not convinced Superman has his freeze breath in this universe. He is he never used it in Man of Steel, and when uh, when Batman was hitting him with kryptonite perfume bombs. Like, that would have been an easy solution. Yeah, perhaps. The, the freeze perhaps. breath. So I'm not really confident that right. there's an established so, freeze breath here. So There is in Supergirl, which is a different universe within this multiverse, but not in so, the Man of so, so we have to say, because it's amazing we're this far into this, and we haven't even mentioned the best thing about the movie. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. When she showed up, it just... Gal Gadot is fantastic. And it really injected that when she shows up in that last fight scene, it injects everything you wanted in yes, this movie yes. back into this movie. And, and your wife, Laura, was so angry because every single time she came onto screen, I was like, "Oh my god!" She wasn't angry because every time, guys, listen. Every it, Laura, I had needed Laura between me and Ian because Ian would have been talking to me throughout the movie. But every time Gal Gadot showed up in this movie, Ian just went, "Oh!" She wasn't yeah. angry. She was kind of sad. Whatever, she dude. Was dude, sad, she Ian. was so amazing. Ian, Laura has single friends. I got it. Okay. Okay. She's so anyway, worried about you. I'm fine. She's she's this eligible bachelor. I'm next fine, to her. man. I'm fine. She's masturbating in the middle of a movie theater. Well, <laughs> not quite. But anyway, <laughs> and not uh, with not and not without good reason. She was awesome. She, she was the was best part of the movie. Just amazing. And when she shows up in the fight scene, you're totally into it. And well, that's the thing. I think you know, immediately when the movie ended, we looked at each other and we went, wow, as soon as that moment happens, it doesn't matter that you saw it over and over again in, in the trailer and all that. That shot of the three of them together is fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's a crime. You know, people talking that it made so much money, but it didn't. 
it, this movie didn't make nearly what it should have made for the, for that scene alone. You're right because it's so it's being slammed so hard and rightly so. Um, I think I think beyond just the ability to uh, the inability to be able to take an eight year old to this movie, like yeah. this movie should be PG. Granted, is also the two and a half hour running time. So you, so theaters are losing a screening every day because yeah. if you have a ninety minute movie or a two hour movie, those thirty minutes they add up. And you're literally this movie you barely did better than Dark Knight Rises, which is longer. Okay, <clears throat> and honestly, if you adjust for the fact of 3D, all that sure. stuff, it didn't do better. Right. And this movie had Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, so that's it, a fucking problem. So with with inflation and with the 3D additions, yeah, it didn't do I as mean, well as dude, Dark that's atrocious. And, and I gotta say, they haven't earned Justice League. What I mean by that is, as as we've mentioned, is Marvel built up each single character of that. So the introduction, introduction excuse me, of Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman doesn't yeah. make Justice League Part 1 more anticipated than this. In, there, it doesn't. You could have heard a pin drop in our theater when they did that because the movie is already kind of moving. You start to see Batman versus Superman coming. It's right around the corner. Right. Let's Wonder have Wonder Woman watch YouTube videos. Wonder Woman has to check her emails. Yeah. And you're like, what? And I like the Cyborg video because it's the introduction of the Mother Box and you get to see some cool uh, stuff. You know what? Other people I know didn't like it. I like that also because Mother Box, went, that's sure. cool. That's cool. The Flash one. Flash one I hated. They couldn't get into it. The Aquaman one, I couldn't get into it. But Yeah, it was whatever. Um, and the Aquaman one's like, he's literally like, I bought him destroying the camera. I don't know why he took five minutes to do it. As I'm watching the... He's literally sitting there going, like, look yeah. at him. Oh, yeah, I'm going to destroy this now. As I'm watching the audience not react to that, I, I just thought to myself, it is okay to put these at the end of credits. Guys, the, the, the entire structure but, of but, what you guys are trying but, to do but, is already... But it like, didn't work because you had to have it earlier for Batman and have his, his cryptic comment to Wonder Woman. I get it. No, I get it. It's uh, I think just those... As if you didn't have enough pacing issues from the... Uh, Really, kind of vague no. plot. It's the, the, uh, the overcomplicated plot. Is yeah. those didn't already give you no, vague, like, the, like you literally stopped your movie to do this. I agree. The one thing, again, speaking of Wonder Woman, the one thing the movie did well is it set up, you know, a little bit of a, a nod to and a suggestion that things go badly in the Wonder Woman movie. Sure. And I want to see that Wonder Woman movie. You know, they well, smartly, I already did. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, they 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 show a picture. You actually see Steve Trevor in the picture. Like yeah, yeah. into it, yeah. Excited for that. Uh, I, I was excited for that movie just because. And what what I'm more excited about this movie now is, I hope it's clear. I hope it's got a singular protagonist. Mm-hmm. I hope it just goes back to basics and it does the goal. It does the job because this movie is one or two revisions and really cleanups from being a very clear movie where Lex tricks Superman into fighting Batman, and, Could we, have been. We, and we all leave happy. I, I'm not. <clears throat> no, you're, you're right. There are things, and, and I, I, again, it makes sorry, me wonder about the three-hour version. There are things in this movie that go like, God, like you know, the things about the motivations and all that. Like, it feels like it shouldn't have been hard to to make this stuff work. I don't subscribe to the theory that you can't do all these things in one movie. I don't. I uh, agree with you. You it, could cause, have because people are like. Oh, they should have done what Marvel did and introduced the characters one at a time, individually, and then brought them together. I don't agree with that. And, I, and, and whether or not Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment was reacting to what Marvel had already been doing over years is not a part of this. It's, 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 it's irrelevant. The okay. truth is, they made a Man of Steel movie, and the framework was already faulty. The foundation was already a, a bit faulty, based on that character uh, being the things... That, I mean, God, if he had been a wholesome 
Superman from Kansas Rays, mm-hmm. when you put him up against Batman, mm-hmm. the dichotomy—I mean, just the, the juxtaposition—right? Would have just on a visual level would have been. You amazing. don't have a sense that the things he's bitching about—it's like he seems like kind of a fucking hypocrite, right? Yeah, it's like well, when Superman, Batman going after Superman when we when if Superman represents the light and all this wholesomeness, and he's actually wearing a, bl- a light blue uniform mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, you know somebody who's positive. You really see the shadow that is Batman as a complete juxtaposition. It's very powerful imagery. It's very powerful storytelling. We don't get that because Superman has been painted in such muted colors. So uh, I think that there's a that, that you can make this movie and introduce in a very close storyline similar to this one. You can introduce but, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman concurrently and lead them off into a Justice League movie. Did, this movie is just covered in a lot of extra stuff. Did, did, that is did, tough. Did it bother you that? <laughs> You know, right away, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne meet. Clark knows instantly because he could hear Batman talking to Alfred. Sure. So he knows he's Batman. Sure. Like, he knows instantly. I like that. But, that was hilarious. I but, but we actually don't get any Batman recognizing who Clark is. And, and, and here's the issue. Which I guess is like, a, you know, because he's nobody, so it doesn't matter. Well, here's the issue. Uh, in, in on the podcast that I did Monday, we, we, we realized that Batman is like should actually be a better detective then Lois is a reporter, right? And he goes back to the problem that Lois and Clark live together because Batman should easily surmise that Clark is Superman, mm-hmm. right? And I think he does in the movie. I think Batman figures out that Superman and Clark are the same person. Clark having the same address as Lois is also a major problem uh, because, hey, they live together. They shouldn't, but they do in this film. Uh, just the fact that Clark... What I'm saying, I'm extrapolating. If, 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 if Batman knows Superman is Clark Kent, he should then be the, enough of a detective to realize Clark's mom's name is also Martha. Yes. So it shouldn't be the giant it surprise. Sh- it shouldn't be, the, shock. It shouldn't yes, be the, yes. the thing that ends but, the fight. But, 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 but taking this even further, at the end of Man of Steel, I mean, one of the big things is that it's, everyone knows. They know where the ship came from. I mean, like, who doesn't know? First of all, there's nobody in Smallville that doesn't know that Clark Kent is Superman. Because of that fight. Because of the fight, because they, they literally say, you know, after he saves the, you know, everyone you know, with the... the Sears, uh, in the Sears or the IHOP? Yeah, after, okay. after the whole thing about you know, saving them, you know, the, the school bus, sure. is Clark's done lots of things like this. Right. Like, they know, and then suddenly here's Superman, who looks exactly like Clark Kent, that they all fucking know. In, in, it's not like you have like what John Byrne did in the Man of Steel miniseries where he was blurring his face. He's not. Well, here's it's not Superman. even that. You, you don't even have... I mean, what I love the most is Frank Quietly's Clark Kent. I lo- it's, it's Morrison. Well, Quietly drew, but Morrison's right. idea. And, and I, I agree with you. I he love, makes himself, No one ever did that, and it was brilliant. And, 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 and it really is the Christopher Reeve thing, too, because it's, sort a, of. it's a different physicality is yes, a different yes. person. And, yes. And that's really... It, where in, in this well, movie... Let, let, let's explain this I better. Think, it, think, we see it in Superman <laughs> 2 in the movie that when he takes... The glasses are off and he takes, you know, he takes off the suit and you see he's wearing the Superman outfit, he stands up tall. Yeah. And in, in, in the comic that we're referring to, basically... He's, he, he's dopey. He, he's hunched over. He does it at a level using his, his superpowers, his muscles, to a way that he's completely changed his whole posture and everything yeah. in such a way that he loses three inches. <clears throat> he even makes his face more pudgy. Like yeah. he might resemble Superman a little bit, but it's not clearly Superman. In, in this, in, in on screen is where I miss the dopey Clark the most because he visually has to be different, especially if he's working amongst a bunch of investigative reporters like yeah. Perry White. 
And having people know that Superman By the way, not, 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 not to go on a frolic here, but <laughs> that was actually great in the Supergirl episode that just aired. Did you watch yeah. it yet? Uh, this is the one I didn't air because, listen to this, my DVR didn't record the last two Supergirls, so right. I've been watching them on the CBS site. Yes, yeah, so you have to wait. And the one that I haven't watched is just this past one okay. where, where we get the Martian Manhunter stuff. Oh, and I can't fucking wait for the Manhunter yeah. episode. That's good. But I have to get Laura to sit in front of the laptop with me and watch the Manhunter episode. Then I can watch the Flash episode. Okay. Um, All right, then I won't say more. But, but what I'm but saying... there's a scene that I'm reminded of. But anyway. But what I'm saying is... Um, there's a lot of problems, again, that, that go back to Man of Steel and the, the faulty foundation that was established for this universe. And I don't know how to you course correct, but it does go back to just, guys, Superman's a great fucking character. And he needs to be respected sure. and he needs to be embraced because all the answers to the problems that we're now seeing and that the critics saw all weekend, a lot of the, the solutions to these problems were created by ignoring who Superman was. Well, here's the thing. And, and I'm about to come, bring up another thing that really pissed me off in the movie. But Zack Snyder went into making these movies with his vision of what these should be. This whole, oh, it's more of a real world take is he doesn't care. It's sort of a fuck you to those of us that have read comics for years. And he's like, it doesn't matter to him who these characters were. He's saying, you know what? In the modern world, in the real world, this is who these characters would be. Sure. And part of that statement, so they're in that... Afghanistan scene sure. there's a CIA agent that's killed okay. now I knew when I was watching the movie because I actually knew that when I'd read about the movie before that they cast a, a fan favorite character they cast Jimmy Olsen it was the actor Matt well, Cassidy. When, when I saw the individual holding a camera I knew it was, it was right. Jimmy Olsen so it turns out they killed Jimmy Olsen like instantly and Zack Snyder's now said well yeah that was a little easter egg because for the plans for the, the cinematic universe that they have they're never going to use that character and that was actually... Well, now you don't have the option. Right. But, but actually, <laughs> which, which might have but, been But, but nice. that was actually brought home to me even more because at the end of the movie, they did the exact opposite of what the comics did. They bury Clark Kent's body and Superman has an empty grave. Right. And in the comics, it was the opposite. Right. And the reason this is important is because by burying Clark Kent, they can't bring him back. Right. Because however Superman gets resurrected, they buried Clark Kent. Right. There's no... You know, in, in the comics, oh, he was buried under rubble for a while and he found some cans of food, whatever, and they saved him. But they actually had a body here. Mm -hmm. So, which for me, and I've had this conversation elsewhere about other characters, back, is, is well, here, the bottom line is that yeah. at the end of Man of Steel, throughout the whole movie, there was no Clark Kent as a reporter. And at the end, it's like he set up this idea, you know what, I'm going to go be a reporter because this is a good idea for me to, to, you know, be in touch with things. And we get a little bit of that in this movie. It's been a year and a half. So the idea is that, well, he did that for a year and a half. We all know what that dynamic is. That's not what the movies are going to be about. The right. movies are not going to be about Superman street-level stuff. They're going to be big stories about you know, monsters or apocalypse or whatever it's going to be. So Zack Snyder doesn't see that as necessary. So therefore, Jimmy Olsen's not necessary. I want to see the scene where um, Superman has just been killed by Doomsday, but Doomsday's been defeated. Lois runs up on the body sees Wonder Woman uh, and Batman like uh, lowering Superman's body and then they immediately go, where should we hide it? <laughs> like, where should we hide it? Because you think there weren't eyes on that giant fight sequence? Right. It was in the middle of Gotham. 
maybe if it was in the middle of Strikers Island, you would have had some privacy. Right. But now you've dragged the fight to the middle of Gotham. Here's the, here's the thing. If, if you're going to demand realism, and I think that's a noble cause, and I think there are a couple noble causes in this movie, like, you know, elevating the genre. Let's elevate the superhero genre, genre beyond uh, the, the Marvel style and let's do our own style. I think that's great. Do your own thing. But if you demand realism from these characters... You have to make the changes that will be realistic. I mean, you can't demand realism and be like, oh, I'm going to put him in these situations, but not have the characters act realistically by the logic that you've established. Well, speaking realistically, I mean, literally having just reviewed the other last week, Batman's the fucking Punisher. Right. Well, in this, he's killing. He's left and right and wanton destruction right well he does it somebody who's shaped by the murder of his of his family now sees murder as a solution it's contradictory to the character on another level yeah it's like someone who sees murder branding makes no sense it's like dude you were formed by the murder of your parents and now you are a vigilante and guns are fine criminal making machine full-on machine guns on the batmobile like batman hates guns right batman hates guns Guns killed his parents, and now he's like, "Let's put a gun on everything I own." Everything. <laughs> Let's just guns on the Batwing. Like it doesn't. You know, in, in, Full his, on in, in his defense, his final weapon was going to be a spear. But yeah, uh, there's a, there's a reason Batman doesn't like guns, guys. It's it's in the books. It's again, a lot of these problems can be avoided by embracing these characters, not so, trying to make them your own. So they're never going to be your own, man. Somebody's going to come up in twenty years and make new versions of these movies. It's going to be theirs. Right. So These so, characters are bigger than you. So coming into the movie, having known Doomsday was going to be in it, I was concerned they weren't going to kill Superman. And I felt, okay. Are you concerned? If, or are you okay with that? No. Well, if you're going to use Doomsday, you, sure. you do the death of okay. Superman. And, and I like the idea that, okay, let's have this redeem him. He sacrificed himself. I like you that. Know, and I like the but, choice. But, I like that, yeah. But here's what, I, what my problem with the movie. It's not earned. The government knows that super, that. Doomsday is now going to kill everyone, but I don't have a sense that the world knows. Right. Well, the government I don't have told a sense. Them. Again, it's not. The, gov- the government proliferates that information. <laughs> do they? Would they? Do we buy uh, that? Is the that level, the, real world the of level it? of assumptions you have to do. Right. You to, have to jump, to, to, and to we only make these assumptions yeah. because we know the source material. Yeah. Yeah. It's th- not on screen. You can't. Do, I understand trying to. Like, part of me likes the the movie for being that level of weirdness. Because I, here we are talking about it. Yeah. It's not simple. It's not... Okay. But I'll give you that. At the, at the same time, this is an art house film, man. It's okay to be a little simpler. It's okay to let people know. It's okay to do things in a clear fashion. And at the end of the day, it's satisfying. Which I think... And by the way, look, 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 go back to the Donna film. I'm not saying that Lex Luthor's plan to sink California to then make a killing in real estate... By having bought up every, you know, all the land yeah. in the desert of Nevada. There's tons of problems you know. in the Donner films. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that that's the smartest thing in the world, but okay, he's a little insane. It was insane. smart enough for Brian and, uh, Singer to want to, uh, to repeat that scheme yeah. for his movie. And it's yeah. like, oh yeah, he's got another real estate scheme. Say, again, we, and we know that's silly, yeah. but, but yeah, I, just, I just don't see the motivations. I don't no. get it. Uh, and, again, I mean, the word is oblique. It's like, yeah. um, we can't Holly Hunter was this. good, but where the hell did that go? Sure. Sure. You know, oh, and a lot of people talk about, you know, the whole thing about the pi- the urine yeah. jar, like, all it, right, it, I guess that's supposed to be some comedy here. Yeah, it was. Nice way to say, hey, guess what, boom. You know who drank the pee we did? <laughs> the audience. Um, I want to love this movie, and I sat down in the seat, and this isn't confirmation bias. I think, 
I think this movie's also suffering, in its defense, I think this movie's also suffering a lot from confirmation bias because so many people love the Marvel movies and they need the horse race of Marvel vs. DC. People, I want all these movies Same to be good. Same here. I, I love the way it I all. wanted Wolverine 3 to be good. I wanted, I, wanted yeah. actually, I wanted all this stuff to be good. I, wanted, I, want, I paid for the Fantastic Four movie. I want all these movies to be good. No, you didn't. I paid for Josh Trank's Fantastic Four. No, I took you. Thank you. But you wanted that movie to be good, and you yeah. wanted me to want that movie yeah. to be good. Yeah. So but thank you. You were mad at me for taking you, and you bitched about it. And I said, yeah, but I paid for it. Ian, I think you're talking I, about somebody else. No, I actually, actually, technically, I didn't pay for it. I, used, I, used, I had tickets from like when I had bought previous tickets. We went to Arclight with you, you me, knew, and Justin. But you knew I was going to see the movie. And I knew I was going to see the movie, because I needed those answers. Yes, but you didn't pay for it, so fuck Okay. You. But I still want to. Uh, but I still, in, in paying for it with two hours of my life, I still want these movies to yes, be good. Yes, that's fair. I don't think I, I. I do not like the the horse race. I don't like people. No, going when, when I, I hear negative I, reviews, I don't really want to hear them. I want to go see for myself. And I don't and, like people going into a Batman vs Superman movie saying I'm going to hate it already because it's not Marvel. I agree with I, you completely. I think there. that's horrible. I yeah. think I, I. I want every DC movie to be great. Sure. Um, the confirmation bias, I think, really worked against this movie early on. You can tell with Rotten Tomatoes, when it, right out of the gate, the, crit, the, the audience reviews were bad. And I'm like, wait, you haven't even seen the movie yet. Wait, the I think, I think both of us came out of the movie going, like, after hearing what we heard, we liked it better than we thought we would. I definitely liked this movie better yeah. than I thought I would. Uh, and a lot of people I know, people that aren't huge fanboys, are liking it. And, I'm, and I like that. I know that, I think Miles Herbert, one of, Herbert, one of our Geekscapists, really, he posted on Facebook, he's like, I don't see the big deal. That movie was fine. Um, and I, you know, at the same time, I don't think our education is tripping us up on this. It's a, no. it's a convoluted so, film. So, so, so you asked, you know, how do they course correct? Yeah, how do they course correct? I, I mean, I think a big problem is, and you related to with Man of Steel, is that they've now established a Batman that kills. Yeah. A, a Batman shaped, shaped by a gun as the most defining so, object in his so, life so, who now so, embraces so, guns. So, so wait a second. So right, right away, how do you course correct that? In what world do you have a Batman that kills and you have a Joker that's alive? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. How is he... I mean, and we actually already know that Joker has actually killed a Robin in this. Well, here's the thing, because Bruce says it. He says, you do this long enough to see your friends killed or changed. So maybe... So you, you, th- you think... I know that, that, well, there's a theory think, out there. I think it's the only explanation for why Joker okay. is still alive is that he was... The Robin, and he got turned into the Joker. Which you know they did on Batman Beyond. And I think that's the only explanation for how Joker's right. still walking around no, in I, a universe I, where I, Batman I, kills. I, I'm good with it. But I'm saying it's been done. That's fine. Most people won't know that. So, so what we're saying is that the idea is that... Jared the, Leto's Joker yeah, was a Robin. J- Jared Leto's Joker was probably... If, if they go by the Batman Beyond idea, it was the Tim Drake Robin that was, you know, at some point... And actually, what it should be is he actually probably killed Jason Todd... Sure. Batman killed him, but he had some, done something to infect Tim Drake, and Tim Drake then became a new Joker. Sure. And, the Joker and by the way, the part Joker. of why that actually works for me is from an age standpoint, Jared Leto is the right age to have been a Robin to a Batman that's sure. in his 40s. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so, yeah. I, I like that there's a lot to talk about. I know, you know in the analysis from the Suicide Squad photos and all that, it actually looks like he may have some wounds on him. Sure. That, so I actually listen. I like that idea a lot. Um, we, we, there's a lot of stuff in there. We, we have a burned to a husk, uh, Wayne Manor. Yes. So there's a lot of stuff for us to see still. Yeah. So I mean, look. You know what? Ben Affleck Batman. It's not something I'm way in. Yeah. I'm excited for that movie. But how do you That's course correct him? 
Because you saw the news that Ben Affleck has a script. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, and that's just it. Is it a course correct, or do we have to just accept that Batman kills? My problem with that is, as much as any vigilante, you know, there's no version of a Batman that kills so indiscriminately that the police aren't completely after. Right. That's sort of my problem with that. Yeah, they, yeah. They, and Commissioner Gordon's definitely not going to coexist. Or actually, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this really just is. It's the Punisher. Right. You know, the idea of, you know, in Ennis' run on the Punisher, you know, there was a point of like, it's like, oh, the Punisher. Cops aren't really trying to get him. And you think Commissioner Gordon can publicly work alongside yeah. that individual? Not publicly. Right. But, it, it, but Publicly enough to put a giant fucking lamp in the sky uh, for the entire city to see? I, I, I agree with you completely. I don't hey, buy it. Hey, uh, citizens of Gotham, rest easy. This lamp signifies that we're letting the murderer out again. Right. <laughs> Come on. It's a fucking boogeyman. It's a faulty foundation. It's I agree. tough, man. It's tough. I agree. It's very tough. Um, who do you choose to reboot this entire universe in 10 years? Well, listen, the, the, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm I mean, kidding. The, the, there's not really a conversation about rebooting at this point. But we're talking about course correction. How um, do you think you course correct Justice well, League? Well, and by the way... And does the death of Superman allow you to actually do Superman properly when you resurrect him? I think I, I don't see how you can because the... the My tense, problem the is that we, we thought so the course correction was going to be here right. and it was only half as done. But I do think the idea is that he's now redeemed in the eyes of the people... And now we'll see where he where he gets to. And At the I end think of the day, the that, like Jonathan Kent's lessons weren't the right ones. You know, Jonathan Kent kind of has to die of a heart attack because it's the one thing that Superman can't stop. Yeah. Well, as we've discussed, I hate how he died, Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I just don't. I'm sorry. No, he's not letting his father get swept up in a fucking tornado. Right. It's not happening. And that's what's so beautiful about the heart attack sequence. Yeah. You know, it's like. Oh, That's man. something he can't stop. He can't stop it. He can't stop. He ultimately can't stop death of of uh, the mortal humans right. that he lives amongst, and it's and, beautiful. And, and, and everyone's going to die around him. It's the most beautiful thing about the character, in my yeah. opinion. It's like wow, it really as much as his power so, gives him like this view of the so, gods, so, our powerlessness. So I keep coming so. back to you. And the question is about course correcting. We're talking about the universe, like you know what, what a lot of us talked about. We love Grant Gustin's Flash, the television show, and Zack Snyder made a statement. Yeah, that's fine, but they're doing their thing because that's all about hope and light and ours is dark. Mm, Do we need a a dark flash in an Ezra Miller movie? You know, I don't. I don't. I think think the flaw of that is that the the universe is so dynamic. And I hope that the Berlanti movie is part of this, the one where he's doing Booster Gold and... And Blue Beetle. I hope that they're part of this universe. Cause, and I hope the Green Lantern movie. And I, and I like the idea that they're, today they were talking about Aquaman being a little more lighter, but not goofy, but like a little more That's fun. That's just it. Aqu- swashbuckling. No, but Aquaman's the character that should be dark. Right. That's fine. Well, look at him. Like, He's like, all tattooed and like, well, yeah. Well, look. They, they took a, a page out of the Peter David version of the sure. character. Sure. Where they made him kind of like that piratey badass. Sure. And I'm fine with that. And, you know, he can be sarcastic, but... Aquaman dark, yeah. I think when, Aquaman killing people, I'm fine with. I think when you're talking about because by the way, you know, there's never a conversation about it. Aquaman can kill people under the water. Yeah, fine. He just makes them disappear. They all yeah, float down whatever. Here. We all float down here. I think um, when I think when you look at an entire universe that is that diverse, has funny characters, has dark characters, has characters that are female, male, green, blue, red, white. When you have this intensely diverse storyline or this universe that spans universes again it goes through multiverses it goes through to oa it goes to mogo it goes to earth it goes to apocalypse it goes to new genesis it's a huge universe it has multi colors to it and then you say we're doing dark 
I think you're really cutting yourself off at the knees and you're selling these characters short of what they ultimately can be, which is dynamic. Mm -hmm. These are very dynamic characters and they should satisfy multiple colors. And again, if you already have Batman dark, why should Superman be so dark? If anything, make them polar opposites so that Batman versus Superman means something profound. Well, you're right, but the problem is that they started with Superman and they did that dark. I know. You know? So, and then it was, where did you go from there? Yeah, if anything, Batman versus Superman should have teamed up to murder people. Right. And by the way... They should have kept their... By the way, even in the comics, we have a version of Wonder Woman who has no problem killing. Yeah, Yeah, they should have kept the scorecard. And that was controversial, but I got it. She's an Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, she's a weapon. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, trained by the god of war, all that, you know. Love so it. That, and Gail Gadot, trained by the Israeli army. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I, we, we discussed this before. I expected we didn't get it yet. Maybe we'll get it in the Wonder Woman movie, but it's not clear what our origins are. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt that in Man of Steel, they said that whole thing about the ship that landed 18,000 years before. And I think they're still going to build something that both the Atlanteans and the Amazons are going to in some way descended from that. Hmm. You know? From the ship we thought was Supergirl's in the comic? Yeah. But yeah. in the comic, tie into Man of Steel, isn't that Supergirl's ship? Well, yeah, but here it's, it's from the outpost. It's 18,000 years before. Right. It was the ship that landed. Hmm. Okay. Listen, the DC Cinematic Universe can do whatever it wants. I'll still be there opening day of each of these movies. Oh, but are, you, are we going to call it the, the Murderverse now or no? No, it's, it's, it's just an Elseworlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it just has to be an Elseworlds to me because... The, the true, like we all know as fans who the true characters are, and these are versions of them that we are not involved in and we have no authorship of, mm-hmm. and it's okay. And, and so, so it's pretty much, he's pretty much Red Sun, right? I don't know. I don't know who he is. He's, I don't know. I know Superman very well. Superman was in All Star Superman, he was in Superman for All Seasons. I know he Superman, was, and this like, is not Superman? Yeah, I don't know. No, uh, and, and you know what? I fought it with Man of Steel because I enjoyed a, a bit of Man of Steel. Yeah, that's uh, And I love the imagery of a lot of this. I love Zack Snyder's imagery, and I love mm-hmm. the idea that there's a Terrence Malick-like style to a lot I, of this I mean, stuff. look, by the way, but, you know, there's so much of what's taken out of Dark Knight Returns is great to actually see yeah. that on screen. The scene, look... Dude, the fight was I, fucking sick. I, I said to everybody before we went into it, it was like, I was like, look, if there's no kryptonite, this whole fucking movie's stupid. And then right, right away the movie, I was like, kryptonite, I was like, it's a great... Love it. You know, and I love it. I love that it it made sense. It was from the terraforming shit. And I love, I love. He's punching Superman, and you actually see it's like he's beating him to a pulp, and then it's slowly, it's not working as much. It's awesome, hilarious. It's great. One of the best beats of the movie. Yeah. Um, I also love that Gotham builds their buildings without load bearing pillars. Yeah. (laughs) Because you can take out every pillar in that building, and that roof is still standing. Um, Did it bother you that Batman's really kind of Iron Man? No. Even down to, like, even when he's fighting on his own, it's like, you know, that sense. When, when we for, first see him jumping around sure. earlier in the movie, it's like I was literally going, like, mm, I think he's probably wearing a Batman Beyond suit. No. You know? Because that's what it is. He's wearing, like, an exoskeleton. Hey, yeah, that's I, why I like in the scene he's... where he gets shot from behind, it's like, you know, he's okay. And I like that cause... he's climbing the ceilings and stuff. He's yeah. like a little rodent thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. fine, it's great. Yeah, I love that you could see him like in the background in that corner, and he's like creepy. I like creepy Batman. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but it, the danger again is when you start to contradict these characters that have been. It's not just that you want to make it their own. You have to accept that they're time tested. You mm-hmm. got to accept that every time there's a variance from the from who these characters are, the pendulum swings right back to the center. They try and make these characters something else. They try and have blue and red Superman. They try and have different Batmans. These things swing right back to the center. Hey, Water seeks its level, and these strong, def- well-defined, 
time-tested characters come right back to who they are and you have to accept them and embrace them and make the movies from them as your foundation or else you're going to run right into these problems on story and character level. You know, as comic book fans, what we often see is they turn and make these movies and make certain changes and those movies end up influencing the comics and thank God what we're still, we're getting instead, we're getting rebirth. Yeah. You know, not with the Batman, but a lot of this I'm excited about it. A lot of this take on Superman and Man of Steel was sort of set up in the new 52. Yeah. And that's something lacking. And our expectation in Rebirth, which is imminent and you know, two months away in the comics, is that they're getting back to right. the basics of what these characters really are. Well, let's put some underwear what, back what on Batman. Let's put some underwear back on Superman. Are we getting that? I don't know. The underwear, where, well, sure. you saw the designs that came out of WonderCon. We put them up on the website. There's some, there's some characters. Jim Lee did a pretty good lineup. Yeah, all the different characters. I mean, clearly we're getting Kid Flash. Yeah. Which is good. And, I love the and, different sizes and, of the and characters. And we're getting Greg Rucka back on Wonder Woman, which is yeah. be great. I'm excited. I don't know if it's a hard reboot as much as it's a soft I, I, reboot. I hear it's a soft reboot. I think it'll be a few things, but, but I'm excited also for a lot. You know what? At the end of the day, guys, just tell really good stories. Yeah. I don't think this is a horse race. If, you so, fa- if, if, if the studios have fallen into a horse race, I think it's tragic because you're immediately pulling out the... Uh, assembly line to try and make these opening weekends and in right. so, and, and, and the characters suffer just tell good stories so we keep coming back to that question of can they course correct well they can as you said if they tell good stories <clears throat> they think it through if there's not a million holes in the movie you know because unfortunately I feel like that movie was just let's just throw a bunch of money in this and just do some big scenes and it, it's the criticism that Zack Snyder's gotten for a long time which is you know he's a video director he makes big, splashy I like scenes. Zach, that make I any like Zack Snyder. I like his visuals. I, I like the epic nature of what he does. I, I liked Watchmen. I, I thought I liked he, Watchmen. I thought he fixed Watchmen's ending. I, I thought the fact I, that he made that no, he made. I, I liked Watchmen. I, I prefer the ending of Watchmen, where he takes Doctor Manhattan, and makes him the center point of the disaster, rather than this random worm from a different dimension that's been mm-hmm. artificially yeah. created. No, I agree. I like that. I think that is a more personal attack, and I think that's no, a more sound I, attack to the ending. I, I like the ending better. Look, man, I don't even hate Sucker Punch. I like Sucker Punch. I wrote yeah. a whole fucking defense of Sucker Punch. Yeah. Um, and Owl's a guru. But these two movies are very flawed. Yeah. Well, and, and I think at the, at the core of the problem is He's trying way too hard to make this his own and say yeah. in the real world this person kills and all that. And, and again, he's defending it. Like, wait, don't, wait, don't wait, fight Superman. Me. Superman will fight. Wait, wait. Superman will win he, every fight. He made a statement. He compared this movie to The Force Awakens and saying, no. I mean, no. oh, the First Order killed the planet? What does that have to do with this? No. The statement isn't, oh, there's too much death in the movie. It's who does it. Yeah. Yeah. The first order is the bad guys. They're the bad guys. We're not going to be mad if Lex Luthor kills people no, or Doomsday Luther, kills people. Lex Luthor should kill people. Yeah. And then he shoves a dollar a yeah. rancher in their corpse. But you know what you don't see? You don't see Jedi killing people yeah. left and right indiscriminately for no fucking reason. No, Although, if you, if you did, I wouldn't have a problem with that because they're yeah. Jedi. They're not Superman. That's a, that's, a, that's a fan film. The Jedi killing a bunch yeah. of people. No, I... Uh, yeah. You know, when Anakin did it in episode two... When he slaughtered the yeah. young, you know, all the, the sand people, Even the that children. was bad. And, and it was supposed to be bad. Yes. Yeah. I only saw episode two once. Okay. <laughs> it's brutal. But, uh, yeah, I, I, think you, I think there really needs to be a recalibration of uh, our assessments of these characters. What are they purely? 
and clearly and then let's tell the stories from there these are very simple characters and again they're time tested you, you, let them guide you I'm looking forward in, in Justice League I'm looking forward to Flash vibrating people into things so they like explode no. I'm looking no. forward. I'm, no. Same thing. I'm looking forward to Cyborg using a sonic disruptor no. to make heads explode. No. You know, Aquaman's going to screw everybody. Just shish kebab yeah, the shit exactly. Out of exactly. Like seven because people. I'm, I'm saying that, that's what we have to look forward to, right? No. no? no. Is that not what's going to happen? I don't want. It. Well, if they're parademons, sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Wonder Woman needs to use that lasso to decapitate people. I want to make movies. You know what? The sad thing is, I was at WonderCon this weekend. And I was at WonderCon. It, it, I know, and, I, and I'm sitting there in a conversation about this very subject. And you and Justin and you guys had just started. You got, there was a conversation on our emails going back and forth about how much this movie made. And I read it out loud to the person I was conversing with, and I said, "Now imagine if that eight-year-old kid over there could have been, could, yeah, could have gone to see this movie." No, listen. I, I have other friends who've been talking about about the take in this movie, and it's everyone's talking. Oh, it made so much money. It didn't. This movie should have broken two hundred easy. And I'm sorry, but like. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a good thing. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm I, I know I'm naive, but if you take on a movie like Superman or Batman, you make, you, if you take on a superhero movie, you're taking on the responsibility to make a movie that should be something that when kids watch it, yeah. they, they learn what's right and what's wrong. And it should be clear, and it should be inspiring for them, and they should leave the theater saying, okay, tomorrow on the, on the, in the schoolyard, when the bully starts bullying people, I'm going to do something about it, right. and I'm going to be a better person throughout my life. I'm going to live do, my life by, by do, a positive do, do, standpoint. Do, 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 do kids watch this movie and go like... Kids can't watch this right, movie. Right, right. I'm saying, do, do toys get sold from this movie? Do yeah. kids, you know, want to be Superman? Dude, I got... Batman? General Mills sent me six boxes of breakfast cereal to promote this movie. Did you see that picture of me? Of, like, my driveway? <laughs> Dude, they know. sent me a Batman mask, Superman Clark Kent glasses. Last week. So you finished the cereal already. Dude, I've been eating cereal all fucking week. But they sent me all this Batman stuff. And each of these boxes of... I should have brought them to you because I have all these comics now. Inside of each of these cereal boxes, four kids. I mean, it's tricks. Tricks is for kids. Tricks is kids. I should not have even eaten this. Yeah. There are Silly com- rabbit. Yeah, there are comic books inside of them that like I, I flip through them and I'm like, no, this is for kids. Like, they're re- this is for kids. And, they, and they're sitting there being like, no, we're going to justify Superman killing because... The bad guys in the Star Wars movie fucking exploded people, dude. Just quit trying to like like what is it? Just quit trying to to stay up with the Joneses. What's the term? Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. Qu- quit trying to keep up with the Joneses and tell a Superman story, mm-hmm. tell a Batman story, tell a Wonder Woman story. Just yeah. tell these stories and trust me, they will come. And the box office will rise. And the kids will come to the theater and they'll buy the toys and they'll eat the cereal and their teeth will fall out and they'll just want more and more because we were those kids. And we, and we do not have to age out of this. Like, we will let, still let, enjoy that PG let, let, let me Let movie. me say this. And we know this. Even, even when you, they did the crossover, the big crossover of Marvel and DC, it's Superman has the ideals that Captain America has. Sure. Well, Captain America, those ideals played great on the screen. Yeah. I mean, I actually loved the first Avenger. Yeah. You know, general fans that aren't comic fans didn't love it as much but it was great great war movie all that it's got some, it, pa- it, it's got some pacing stuff I still I love that movie yeah I love that movie and then Winter Soldier we all know Winter Soldier is a masterpiece also pacing and, issues and I'm so excited for Civil War I like the off movies that Marvel does I love Guardians and I love well, yeah. Ant-Man but, well no shit but I love them because they color the universe uh-huh. and obviously I think Daredevil is the best thing Marvel's ever done no question um, again it goes back to this idea that Marvel isn't just one thing 
that universe are creating isn't yeah. just dark. It's not just bright. It's, and it doesn't it's, all have the same flavor. It's incredibly dynamic. And DC's is potentially more dynamic because we're dealing with well, gods. Well, let me say this. Suicide Squad. Very excited. All of my issues with this, you could take the tone of this and put them on Suicide Squad, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, because they characters. should be killing them left and right. And I think we're going to get a lot of humor in that movie that is lacking I hope so. in these two movies. I hope so. I'm very But they're not Zack Snyder. I think that movie's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for it. And I'm, I'm excited that Affleck's in it. Uh, I'm excited somebody in a bat suit's in it. I'm not sure it's Ben Affleck, because I think it's a flashback sequence where he's on the car arresting Joker and Harley. Yeah. I think it's the flashback to Harley getting arrested, and I okay. think Joker sells her out. Okay. I think it's a car chase sequence. I think Batman jumps in the car. Yeah. And the, in the, the, it's the end of the road, and Harley goes to jail, and I think that's her introduction okay. to getting in jail. That's my theory, because there's no actual confirmation that Affleck was on the set of, Super, of Suicide Squad, but there was definitely publicized pictures of a Batman actor riding around in those I'm pretty sure it's Affleck. Sure. Affleck or no Affleck, I think it's a flashback. Um, that being said... If it's not a flight, whatever IMDb it is. IMDb is actually listing him as Bruce Wayne. Let's movie. do it. Let's do it. They also had Doug Jones as the Riddler in Christopher Nolan's third okay. Batman movie for a while. So I'm not going to go All by right. it. Dude, I just met with a manager. IMDb said that I have a manager. He goes, so you have a manager? And I was like, what? <laughs> not that guy. No, I'm not saying they're not any actors at Yeah, but, no, um, it's, it's Wikipedia. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. Uh, if it's got a combo character in it, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, you know, I feel the same way. I, I go to all of them. As you said, of course I was going to go to Dude, I'm the, excited for Riverdale. I'm excited for an well, R2 series. I'm excited series. for Riverdale, yeah. too. Riverdale's going to be good. Dude, I think the Mark Wade R2 series is amazing. Yeah. Um, but, but, again, we're, we're getting off topic. And, sure. Uh, you know, uh, someone I know said, you know, you guys, you always go off on, on these... Uh, these little Hello, welcome to Geekscape. And, you know, nice yeah. to meet you. Come so on said, and stay for a while. I made a point of saying I, I would say something about it. But um, not that because I cared. But sure. um, this movie's flawed. It doesn't mean I think people shouldn't see it. That's your final thought? Um, look, as, as I said, I want to really highlight that. We all, when it got to that point, the big fight with Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Fighting Game rock and roll, baby. We were way into it. And the whole theater was into yeah. it. And cheer it. It rocked. And I, and, I like, and I do like that Superman sacrifices himself and consciously knows that he's yes. going to sacrifice himself. Yes. And um, you know what? If Lois had drowned, I blame that on Batman for not going to get the spear himself. <laughs> yes. But, um, you know, and people are like, why didn't Superman just give the, 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 the spear to Wonder Woman? She's as strong. And I was like, because then Wonder Woman would have died. Well, we don't know that. Well, Superman died, and he's probably more powerful than Wonder Woman. But, no, but Superman died because of the kryptonite took his powers right. away. Sure, sure. Now, of course, the stupidity of that, and it actually is, is a callback to Superman Returns. But Superman is, had to know it. Is, like, excuse me. As soon as he's around the kryptonite, he should be losing his powers. Sure. So should, should he have even been able to do any of that? Probably not. But the point is that... Superman, it was Superman's bag, and he was going to carry it. Yes. It was his yes. responsibility. He was going to see yeah. it through. And Batman I, and couldn't I have done it. it, and we're not sure if Wonder Woman could have done it. So it's the most We noble, don't know if she'd be affected by the I love that moment. Yeah, I love it. Me too. Um, and and, so we, and we get that nod to death of Superman with her cradling him. And I, so I agree with you, and um, I'm looking forward to these next few movies. So here's the other thing. You, you talked about you were bothered by the sex scene, but for me, there was some talk early on that this movie as it was being developed that it wasn't Man of Steel 2 but it very much is yeah, yeah, yeah. and whether they needed good, to show the sex very scene passive, or not but, yeah. but, but, no, but it's very much it's 18 months later but this is completely Man of Steel 2 yeah. this is fully a sequel and what they did there is they demonstrated they're completely involved 
they're sexually active because there are people that would have wondered. And they're going to make a doomsday they, baby. They're, they live together. <laughs> and even at the end, you know, his mother tells her he was going to propose. Here's yeah. the ring. You know, so this is like literally. So let's hide him away from the sun. As I said earlier, there's the, we're not going to spend a lot of time on all this stuff. We're just going to tell you that's what's happened. Yeah. And we don't have to deal with it later. You know, yeah. We'd rather Superman spend the time on this. Claim, com- uh, so. We'd rather spend the time on, on finding the white Filipino or whatever. <laughs> That's on. just it. I think that they have to fully establish. Yeah. It's important for what they're going to do yeah. to establish that she means that much to him. Sure. You know, because she has to be the thing that snaps him out of it. That was not the storyline that dragged in this movie. I agree. Yeah. So I th- think they did a very good job sure. of just, you know, the Man of Steel two aspects of where he's at in his life and what's going on. And had. They stripped down the parts that were overcomplicated in the first two thirds of this film. I think it would have resonated even more. Yes. Um, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad we're talking about it. I was walking out of the theater and I was pretty pumped because of that last third of the movie. Uh, but the first two thirds of the movie also exist. And you know what? It is all a whole. So, yes. Even though you love it, do you love it with an asterisk? You do. And um, the funny thing is, if you listen to this review, you'll think you liked this movie more than you liked X Men First Class. <laughs> well yeah I see that point <laughs> um, Ian I think we're going to have to do this again for Captain America Civil War oh absolutely and Apocalypse X-Men Apocalypse we've never done an, I, yeah I think we have done an X-Men movie we did first class we'll just see I mean I'm really excited for, I'm, I'm, I, you may disagree but I'm more excited did we do Days of Future Past no I'm more excited for X-Men Apocalypse than I am for Civil War. And the Geekscapists are probably... What? Yeah, the, you're screaming. The Geekscapists are screaming. But um, I just think X-Men Apocalypse looks fucking awesome. I think wow. I love it. When Apocalypse grows and sandwiches, um, you know, uh, Charles Xavier, I think it's awesome. And also, I've seen the next trailer for this movie. And some of the stuff that's in the next trailer hasn't been released yet. But some of the stuff in that trailer has me so pumped for the continuation of the X-Men universe. Dude, underoos. I know, I love Spider-Man. But I'm going to love Tom Holland's Spider-Man regardless. I think Tom Holland may, at the end of the day, be the best actor who's played Peter Parker. And we've had two amazing actors play Peter Parker. I think Tom Holland's going to be the best. Uh, I'm very excited for Spider-Man. I mean, just that juxtaposition was so awesome. But um, I'm worried about the overcrowding in that film. and and, uh, and, and, And I'm the dissenting voice that thinks... A Winter Soldier was too long and too much of a weird plot for its own good. And well, it's a spy I, movie. And I, and, I, and I really like Winter Soldier. I think it's fucking awesome. But uh, again, I'm excited more by the off movies than by the mainstream movies. I, think, I can't wait for Guardians 2. And mm-hmm. bring me that Ant-Man, Ant-Man and, and the Wasp, Wasp tomorrow. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it. Um, and bring Black Panther and Miss Marvel. I'm excited. Uh, Ian, Doctor Strange? Dude. So excited for Doctor Strange. The weirder it gets, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Just paint with all the colors available to you, Marvel, and DC, and Valiant, because you guys have a movie universe coming too. Can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, Geeks gave us. Thanks for listening. Ian, thanks for chatting with me. Sure. Dude, are you going to see this movie again? You're going to wait for the R-rated cut? I thought that was the R-rated cut. You going to see this movie again in theaters? I don't know. Okay. Um, but I definitely am looking forward to the R-rated cut. That was the R-rated cut. Well. He has sex within 10 minutes of the movie. Now yes. you get to see it. 
I don't need that. <laughs> um, all right, man. Uh, Geeks Havis, we'll see you guys next week on the main show. Bye.